Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. Heck yeah, we made it to the hump day, to the middle of the week. In the studio today, down in Gulfport tomorrow, I shall travel. Along with uh, Scary Gary and the rest of the Super Talk crew to set up that remote. A lot of work involved in that, as you well know. And I'm very appreciative, because all I got to do is show up and put the headphones on and talk. All the heavy lifting is done before I arrive. <laughs> and then there's like a sigh of relief. We're here. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> you know how that goes. Looking forward to that. We're going to be at Gulfport High School tomorrow. You will hear about the unique way Gulfport High School has crafted a combined career and technical pathway for students that benefits them while they're in school and when they graduate. Middays with me at Gulfport High School tomorrow, and it's brought to you by BXS Insurance, soon to be called Cadence Insurance. But in the meantime, we're in the Element Well Studios for a uh, three hours of the show today, at 11.05, Ellen Daniels, Literary Director for the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival, joins us in the studio. And then at 12.05, should be an interesting discussion with Burl Kane, of course, Mr. Kane, the Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Corrections, and he'll be joined by Jonathan Stack, producer and filmmaker, made the farm about Angola over in Louisiana. I think they got a little documentary going on right now, if I'm not mistaken, on the Mississippi Department of Corrections and Parchment, et cetera. So anyhow, we'll get an update from Commissioner King on uh, what's going on there at DOC and talk about uh, his visits to some of the neighboring correctional systems. And uh, we'll, we'll get an update on this documentary and find out what that's all about. Should be fun. So, lots of stuff happened, Rhino, after the show yesterday. It was a big primary day in Wyoming and Alaska. Best I could say about Liz Cheney up there in Wyoming, she got thumped. She got drummed. Not surprised. And I know, no doubt, her 
hostile attitude towards former President Trump was certainly a factor. Wait, you mean the campaign video with her daddy Dick Cheney didn't help? That was the worst I have ever seen. Seriously. And I honestly, I thought Cheney was a decent vice president, under president, but decent. A bit of a warmonger for my sentiments, I think, my tastes. It's really the only time you have to be aware of what Dick Cheney is thinking is if you are on a hunting trip with him. That's true. <laughs> Every other time, you can ignore him. I want to set the record straight. I said decent, okay? I didn't say outstanding, extraordinary, excellent, any of those sorts of accolades. Just decent, okay? Well, compare it to the present vice president. Of course, that bar, whoo, that's low there, huh? You'd have to dig a hole to put that bar in place. Um, but that was the worst video. It's like, let me go ahead and put this video out here to ensure I lose. <laughs> it really was that bad. Well, she got drummed. There ain't no question about that. But I just want to make this point, uh, for what it's worth. It, it, was more, it was more than just being, I think, about her and her antagonist attitude towards Trump. No doubt that was a factor. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting it wasn't. But I think there's something bigger at play here, and I think it's because people are just tired of these political dynasties. I think that's kind of the last of one, the Cheney dynasty and certainly the Bush-Cheney dynasty, if you will. Uh, which was a big one. I mean, you can't deny that. It was uh, a, a big one in our country. And I, I just think people said we're tired of these people kind of running everything. and They're tired of the disconnect. Yeah, right. She clearly did not, I think, represent the broad sentiment of her her state. I think that's pretty clear. And so on that basis... I think you're right. There, I felt like that was disconnect, if you will, and and so they she paid for it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. She got and the disconnect drunk. was evident in her speech. The speech was where she compared herself to Lincoln was maddening. Let me quote here from her speech: "The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all," she told a crowd of supporters in Jackson, Wyoming. "Quote: Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history." Come on there, toots. Comparing yourself to Lincoln? Eh, not on board with that. So this is widely believed amongst political pundits that she was essentially, effectively, announcing her candidacy for president. What do you think? I do. I really I do. I think she's full of herself enough to do so. I don't think she'll have a snowball's chance in Hades. Uh, I'm with you. I just think that was her signaling. And then, of course, she invoked the Civil War and President Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. I just thought that was a little bizarre as well. 
Uh, I didn't. I couldn't make the connection. And she did offer a you know a kind of a tepid extension of a congratulatory remarks to her opponent who defeated her, Harriet uh, Hageman. Uh, but it was kind of, I don't know, an uninspiring, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a concession speech as much as it was, well, I kind of knew this was happening, but uh, on to bigger, better things, I'm running for president, like Abraham Lincoln. That seemed kind of silly to me, and I, I just thought that was a pretty bold <laughs> comparison. It, it did feel like, did it not, she was trying to liken herself to President Lincoln. And she would be wrong, of course, <laughs> pretty, pretty clearly. She also said that she would find it very difficult, that, that her words, to support DeSantis in a general election against a Democrat. There you go, if DeSantis is the Republican nominee. Quote, I think that Ron DeSantis has lined himself up almost entirely with Donald Trump, and I think that's very dangerous, she remarked. She said, I would much rather serve with Mikey Sherrill and Chrissy Houlihan. I don't even know who that is. I guess they're members of the House, and Elisa Slotkin than these others, DeSantis, etc. Man, she's just off the rails here, I think. It's like getting a look behind the curtain as to why she lost. Exactly. Again, with the disconnect. Now, I'm not going to back the most popular guy or the second most popular guy. Here's some names you never heard of. I'm with them. I don't know who the hell those are, honestly. I mean, there are 435 in the House, and I'll be honest, I don't know all of them. I mean, you know the ones that... But that's part of politics is name recognition. I'm with you. That's why so many of these that talk out of both sides of their mouth are happy to get in front of a camera and just spew nonsense. Just for name recognition. It's name recognition. They don't care if what they're saying is true. It's just, hey, my name's out there. My face is out there. Look at me. Vote for me. What do they say? Any press is good press, right? In terms of getting your name out there. But, I don't know. It's It was just kind of nauseating, honestly, because I, I listened live to the speech. And and when I first tuned in, I, I, I heard it, you know, on my radio. I, I had was traveling in my vehicle and had a friend with me. We had been at an event, and I said, I think this is Liz Cheney. Let's see what's going on. I turned it up. It's like, is this a concession speech? I said, look look up the numbers. We had been at an event and hadn't tracked it. And he looked it up and said, man, she got thumped. And I said, well, this doesn't sound like a concession speech to me. It sounds more like an announcement speech. I'm running for president. Oh, geez. We will take a little break here on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios. We got a lot more to talk about. And of course, we got Ellen Daniels from the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival and Commissioner Burl Kane on the program today. So stay with us. Get the 
the road in style this summer in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander from Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Get a sleek exterior and award-winning interior with seating for seven, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today starting at $26,995 during the summer sales event at Ridgeland, Mitsubishi. Going on now. Manufacturer suggested retail price based on Outlander ES2WD. Excludes destination, handling, tax, title, license, etc. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. See dealer for limited warranty and program details. Offer ends 930-22. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Are you a small business owner and run a small business or aspiring to be a small business owner? If so, then don't miss Collab South for a full day of panels and breakout sessions and roundtable discussions, plus special guest speaker, Secretary of State Michael Watson. Collab South gives you access to business information right here in Mississippi. Locate, connect, and collaborate with other like-minded business owners. This one-day event will be held at the Country Club of Jackson August the 26th from 8 to 5 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at southernbusinessinstitute.com. Space is limited, so act now and purchase your tickets today at southernbusinessinstitute.com. Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can. Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well Studios. 
Again, I just think that this was a repudiation of these political dynasties. I really do. I think there's uh, obviously there's part of it. Well, I'm I'm not saying that. Let's put it this way: I believe she loses even if she had never come out against Trump, even if she had never served on the January 6th committee. I think she still loses. Now, I will say this: I, I did do a little research. It turns out that she voted nearly 100% with Trump, except for one, right, key vote. So from a policy perspective, it's just interesting to see the alignment there. I thought, I thought that was interesting. But I, I also believe that somehow we got we to gotta shift away from politics being all about an individual figure, or any individual figure for that matter, because we're getting destroyed by bad policy. And the, the reality is, we can't stop it. We, we don't have the, the power as conferred by our Constitution right now to stop it. And I, I'm still of the opinion today, for what it's worth, that we are going to, in fact, flip the House. That's typically what happens at the midterms. But I do not think it's going to be by as large a margin as I thought it was going to be a month ago, two months ago. On the other hand, I think we're going to go down by a seat or two in the Senate. And that's just a result of examining all the races and seeing what the possible outcomes are, and just trying to handicap the outcomes. I'll grant you, a lot can change between now and November. No doubt. Uh, But that's just kind of the way it's stacking up. I do also think that it's just so crazy, isn't it? And, And people, as you know, they have very short memories. And especially when it comes to voting, and I, I do think a lot of folks vote based on their, their current household economic condition. And while we're all getting crushed by inflation and the price of gas, it is true that it is it is uh, receded somewhat. It's down. And that's it's because so the president and his minions are running around telling everybody, look what we did. We brought the price of gas down. No, you didn't do squat. You had nothing to do with it. Zero. And in fact, it's because you it went up. And because of this Inflation Reduction Act, it's probably going to bounce back up. But it probably won't happen before the midterms. Right. And so my concern is that we continue to see the price recede and trend downward, and and that also is figuring into inflation. So inflation did, on an annualized basis, uh, did, did come down in July. It's not zero, as the goofy president said. That's In fact, false. if he hadn't been breaking records in previous month, it would be record-breaking. That's correct. So my concern is that we're likely to see say, a 5 or a 6% annualized reading in a month between now and November, and, and they're going to really leverage that 
to their benefit, talking about the Democrats and the price of gas, and they're going to run around and tell everybody, this is why you got to keep us in there, because we're going to make sure the price keeps coming down, which is a complete bald-faced lie. But people say they pick up on stuff like that, they consume, they hear stuff like that, and it influences them. So... I'm um, I'm concerned that they may actually twist this thing around. The other thing they're going to use very successfully, I believe, very effectively, is that while in this Inflation Reduction Act, one of the provisions is capping the cost of insulin for Medicare subscribers, those on Medicare, to 35 bucks a month. And an amendment was offered to do the same in private coverage. And that failed. Republicans blocked it. And that is evolving as a key campaign talking point. The Republicans voted against you having lower insulin prices. When the truth is, the Republicans voted against the government doing price fixing. Which is why it's all so high, because of the government's involvement in it. And nobody seems to make that connection. And in the same marathon of amendment voting, the Democrats blocked an amendment that would have made sure no one making less than $400,000 gets audited by the IRS needlessly. That's correct. Which would be pretty much the Republicans trying to make Biden keep a campaign promise. But getting Biden to tell the truth or actually come forward with a promise and action on it is impossible because the guy doesn't know where he is. It's ridiculous. Even watching him sign that legislation yesterday, wow, did he just Lost ball in tall grass is how you describe that facial expression. That, that That was disturbing. When he turned around to hand that pen... To Joe Manchin, who, by the way, I got to tell you, folks, I got sick to my stomach watching Joe Manchin up there. It was it was Manchin and Schumer, and honestly, Rhino, I didn't recognize the other two. It was four of them, I believe. I guess it was members of Congress that I, I didn't know. At first, I thought it was Pelosi, and I said, "No, that that female from the side view had a similar haircut and kind of frame," and I thought it was her. And then when she turned around, said, no, that's not Pelosi. And I'm thinking, who is this person? I'm sure it was some member of Congress. But Biden just looked so feeble, so frail. I mean, I know he is, but does it just seem like every day it it just declines a bit? And that so this is your marquee legislation. And when he turned around and, and Manchin up there clapping, I, I that just nauseated me. Like, man, you sold out. You sold us out. You think this is good and it's bad. You're wrong. And you told us, well, all those economists and those think tanks, they're just wrong. You're right and they're wrong. What a fool. But but anyhow, Biden turned around, you saw that, to hand him the pen, the ceremonial pen. And Biden had that, did he not have that goofy, like, just blank look I on his I think I described it perfectly. Lost ball in tall grass. That was bothersome, the way you look. Uh, it's like, I don't really know where I am or what I'm doing here, but here's a pen kind of deal. I, I don't know. And again, I, I hate to jump on the guy from 
with respect to just his, his physical attributes. But again, that does mean something when you're the leader of the free world. You just you can't deny that. You can't dismiss it. The, the visual look there means something. It just does. Especially when we had four years of, he grabs the water glass with two hands, he must be big baby Megatron. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And walking slowly down the ramp at West Point and all that. They just picked up on all that goofy stuff. But there are, of course, crickets on anything like this, right? Of course. The dude was in the bunker, in the basement, away from public eye for the majority of his campaign. And got elected. That's just bizarre. So Low information voters tend to vote Democrat. Oh, man. On the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395, if you'd like to join the conversation. Liz Cheney is an establishment Republican rhino. I, I hear you, Cedric, and I, I absolutely agree that she's part of a, an entitlement dynasty, I think is the way I would put it. But it's just interesting to note that she did vote for everything Trump wanted to vote for. Now, does she, I think, represent appropriately the constituents, the good people of Wyoming? No, I don't think she does. I think she sort of clashes with them. Honestly, they're just not dynasty sorts of people, <laughs> for what that's worth. But, I, again, I'll say I, I hope we can overcome and move forward and shift away from personalities and focus on policy. And you guys have, that, that tune in regularly have heard me try to convey lots of this the policy provisions in this disastrous bill, and they make this stuff so dang convoluted, so complicated, you don't know what the heck it is, and then all of a sudden it hits you, and you say, well, where'd that come from? Well, yeah, that was a deal they signed two years ago. And that's my concern. And, that's, and I'm, I'm being critical of the process and the people who make these laws, because they don't know. They don't have a clue. They're we'll just take, going to fancy dinners and voting what they're told. Pretty much. Middays will come back after this break. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. And for finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 84. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. 
At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Bridge Builders. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. After what was a grueling battle between Republicans and Democrats, President Joe Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith of Mississippi is one of many Republicans who aren't too happy with the bill. And it is just amazing that it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Because it is truly just totally the opposite. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer took some time to thank President Biden for prioritizing the legislation. The president's vision, his dedication to our country, and is his experience who made this moment possible. The $740 billion package aims to reduce the deficit by $300 billion over the next 10 years, as well as put a price cap on insulin. Republicans voted against the bill because they believe it'll add to the already record high inflation. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Down trees and limbs contacting power lines can lead to power outages. If you are a homeowner, don't get stuck in the dark. Let Taylor Power Systems protect your home against outages with a standby power generator. Financing is now available. Call Taylor Power Systems today at 601-932-5674 to discuss the right standby generator for your home. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or Delicious Ham Steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou Friends Jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's Old Time Chili Recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. 
with 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Truck is rocking, two is coming, still no stopping. Break the check the clock, it be there right on where they want to be. In four o'clock, get up before five o'clock, it was just great. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are live from the Element Well Studios on this hump day. Mike and Gulfport on the ceasefire text line. Do you think maybe the Never Trump rhinos are going to run a bunch of people in the primaries to try and dilute the vote for Trump? She got told to pack the moving van last night. Now, pretty much, Mike, the primaries are over. Uh, I'm not sure there are any left, honestly. Might be a couple, but that ship sailed. Or is he talking about the presidential primaries that will come up? Oh, I got you. Oh, I see. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I I think I think having someone like Trump uh, return, which I'm not sure there's uh, ever been a case, right, where a, a president lost their bid for a second consecutive turn and then came back and run again, ran again. I'm not sure. Not after only one term. I just went blank on his name, but there is a president from I believe the late 1800s that sat out a term and then came back and did it again. Okay, so served two terms, sat out a term, and and came back and ran again? That's what you think? All right. Well, all right. Grover so, Cleveland. Okay, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, he was thank both you. the 22nd and the 24th president. Okay. So he served but one yes, term. Yes, it was after one term and then sat, out, came sat out and then came back. All right, so Trump would be the second, essentially. Um. I'm not sure what the field looks like, honestly, if a Donald Trump jumps in. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I do know that uh, I saw this morning a recent poll in Florida by a Florida polling organization showed DeSantis with a one-point advantage over Trump in a head-to-head match. Interesting. Does DeSantis run? I don't know, honestly. Not sure. So, I, I, Mike, no, I don't think that's the case. I think that if they were to put up a bunch, a bunch of candidates, throw in a big field, what we have, 17, I think, Republicans in the primary. Remember the first debate? It was just the stage with all of them spread out there. Because it included Jeb Bush and Ben Carson and... Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, I can't even think of all of them. I want to say of 17. I want to say the original field started that big, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even bigger, they just didn't get an invite to the debate. I think that may be right, but there was at least 10 on that debate stage. It was as many as I've ever seen, because remember there were discussions about trying to 
give some degree of equal time, and that's just difficult to do when you got that many. But nonetheless, if that should be the case, Mike, where there's a big field again and Trump's in it, uh, you got to believe he ends up in the runoff with somebody else. Now, who that figure could be that would have the best possible chance of beating him in a runoff, I don't know. I think everybody today would say DeSantis would be the most likely. I don't know if he could beat him in a runoff, honestly. We, we need to have a fake primary draft where you and I just get to pick from <laughs> from the Senate, from the House, and from the governorships of the 50 states and just see how close we get. That'd be fun. We could do that. So I, I don't know. I Also, I think that Trump's plans at this point are to announce his candidacy after the midterms. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's going to make any announcement prior to the midterms. Is the way I see it right now. I don't see it. But uh, there are, you know, numerous pundits. I could see a major wind change where he announces maybe a week before the midterms, but that's probably unlikely. Yeah. I think it's unlikely. I really do. So opinion columnist Dana Milbank up there at the Washington Post, as Rush used to call it, the Washington Compost, had an interesting article two days ago entitled, That Red Wave is Looking More Like a Ripple. And it gives some pretty interesting thoughts on why, and, and it's somewhat consistent with some of the points I've made, which is you see inflation moderating, and like it or not, I mean, they're really touting the CHIPS bill, the infrastructure bill, the uh, bill for the vets, the gun control legislation, and now the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, and you combine all that with uh, economic conditions improving if they're improving, trending positively, inflation down, et cetera, uh, you know, they'll try to leverage that, no doubt. And they'll try to paint all these various Republican candidates as extremists, QAnon, <laughs> Oath Keepers, and all that sort of stuff. Which, how much have they wordsmithed that Oath Keeper is a bad word? Yeah. That's right. Sure have. And I, it's another situation where you're, you're talking about such a smidgen of people, and but they uh, try to. I mean, it, this... But remember, Antifa's just an idea. Right, it's just an idea. Yeah, that's what old Nadler said. Oh, gosh. So, and then, of course, the Roe v. Wade, you know, it depends on which side you come down on that. Uh, that, that will be used effectively in certain districts. We just saw Kansas. I think that shocked everybody. A reliable red state that um, just sent down in flames an amendment that uh, would have changed, amended their constitution so that abortion would not be a right under their constitution in Kansas. It, as it stands right now, that is enshrined in their constitution, and there was an amendment put to the polls to change that, and it failed. I was a little surprised by that. 
I was a little less surprised simply because what that leaves in place is that compromise I was talking about in the days after the Roe v. Wade decision, where both sides are unhappy with the end result. Yeah. They may get minor victories here and there, but the compromise is, all right, that state gets to choose that it's a right according to their constitution, but there are limits on it. Yeah. You cannot have an abortion unless it is for the health and safety of the mother after 20 weeks. That's right. Which is the prevailing opinion in the in the United States. The That's Democrats the are going to try to hammer home abortion up to and even after birth, which very, very few Americans are actually behind. But when you look at the polling, the vast majority of Americans are okay with the compromise of putting a limit on it at a certain number of weeks, and the best way to do that is to let the states decide. Yep. Which is what's happening. I agree. And from from a constitutional perspective, just just take the the uh, the heart of the issue, abortion, out of it. Just look at it from a legal perspective. The ruling was right. I mean, and, and that's what the Supreme Court justices said. So we don't we you don't see it fit to be enshrined in the Constitution as a right. This Roe v. Wade thing was wrong. Not what the Constitution says, therefore we're sending it back to the states. Made perfect sense. In fact, this, this um, refrain, it's the end of democracy. Honestly, Roe v. Wade, as it was ruled in 73, that was flipping its nose at democracy in a strict sense. That was counter to law. No doubt about it. It was, um, I know it's hard to believe, but it was Supreme Court justices acting as political ideologues. Uh, Say it ain't so. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyhow. I also love the talking point that there was a 300% increase in female representation on the Roe v. Wade decision. Oh, yeah. Right. How silly is that? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just not, there's no validity there, nothing notable, because of the way they kind of manipulated the figures there. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Well, we got the markets down today, the Dow slipping down to 311 at present. That's the low of the day. The NASDAQ down 227. It's getting pounded. And the, the reason is because the UK, UK, whichever of their Agencies, I don't know what they call them, the, the organization in their government that tracks inflation came out this morning and said 10%, which I believe is a record in the UK. Uh, China shutting down is an issue, and investors not feeling quite as good about the Fed's direction with respect to interest rate hikes and easing monetary policy. And that's got them all concerned. Also, we had retail sales figures out today. You may have seen that. And uh, Lowe's, Target, not the greatest uh, of outlooks from those organizations as well. So they, all that's weighing in on the markets today, and they're, and they're down. Price of oil down as well, below 90 bucks, 87 I think, today. Time for a break. We'll come back with another segment and then Ellen Daniels with the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival after the break. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. 
The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. I've got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the opening agri-market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. December cotton was down 355 to 113.30. March cotton was down 360 to 109.75. At the opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 10 and a quarter to 1391 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up 10 and a quarter to 1398 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up one and a half to 611 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up one and a quarter to 619 and a quarter of a bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 15 to 145.52. December live cattle was down 7 cents to 151.12. October feeders up 10 cents to 188.17. November feeders up 40 to 189.80. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 189 points, 33,963. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Do you have an old, outdated website or just a Facebook page and still not bringing in customers? Targeted digital advertising from Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is day two of safety digging class. Why call 811? Do you see this picture? Yeah, it's a doghouse. No, it's where my wife and I live because I failed to call 811, hit a gas line, and blew up my house. Ah, one of them tiny, tiny houses. Is it roomy? <laughs> Next question. Hello, Sam here from Mississippi 811. Calling 811 two working days before digging is the law, and it's always the right thing to do. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well Studios. Don't forget the student loan payoff for getting votes. That on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, but that ends at the end of this month. So uh, there's probably going to be some action on that. But, you know, I don't know, honestly, how much that gets votes. 40% of those loans are owned by doctors and lawyers and other highly compensated professionals, 40% of the value of the loans, not the total number of loans. So, I mean, I don't know. You could argue that all the money that Donald Trump showered on the nation when he was president in 2020, it didn't help him. That's $6 trillion with all the PPP loans and uh, unemployment benefits and stimulus payments and all that sort of stuff. So I, I just think people don't think so much about those kind of short-term transactional-type situations as they do kind of their long-term outlook and the trend they see uh, at that time. On Kansas, we were talking about that earlier on this amendment, this ballot measure that would have amended their constitution to not protect the right to an abortion as their currently as their constitution currently um, provides for. Thomas and Greenwood said, how was the Kansas vote shocking? Let me rephrase it, Thomas. It was the margin that was shocking to me. Okay? It it it, it uh, went down by a rather overwhelming margin. That's what shocked me more than anything. He goes on to say, if Mississippi had the same vote, the same sort of ballot measure, the results would be the same. I actually agree with you on that, Thomas. I think you're right. And, that, and that's consistent with the rest of the country. So I don't, I don't think we're any different in that respect. Uh, on the ceasefire text line, isn't Kansas where the Waco Church is located? What's, what are they talking about there, Rhino? Not sure. Tim and McGee says, just talking about this momentum the Democrats seem to have right now, where they... Yeah, they're in Topeka. What what church is that? The Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, yeah. I don't the think... Phelps club, clan, uh, cult, whatever. I got you. No, I don't think that had anything to do with this vote. Um, it changed real quick toward the Democrat side, says Tim and McGee, talking about kind of the momentum leading up to the midterms. And it can change back to the right, but that's why we have elections. Nothing surprises me. Here's what I do think will happen. No matter what the outcome is, the other side will maintain that the the counter side cheated. That's, that's a given. They cheated. I don't think we're ever at another, we'll never have another election where 
the losing side will not assert that there was cheating going on. That's a shame, and I don't know how to overcome that, honestly. I don't know how we get past that. William and Brandon says, I was under the impression that those with an IHL degree and IT tech field would have student debt erased. Huh? No, I don't think there's... Uh, uh, there are, there have been, I want to say it's up to $32 billion of student loan debt that has been wiped out by Biden with the swipe of a pen, and it all goes back to if you were attending an institution that was involved in any illegal activity such as fraud or something like that and had to shut down before you could receive your degree your debts have pretty much been wiped out at this i think it was ITT. ITT, yeah that's who you're talking about the most recent one yeah itt tech that's right uh used to have an outfit here a branch here um that that is correct and that was really kind of the government's bailout honestly it was repayment for an obligation not honored by a private organization. I disagree with that. I want to say there was more in this bill, in the bill they just signed yesterday. I think it had more of that sort of student debt forgiveness. But that that's kind of a small, honestly, a small component of the overall amount of student, student debt outstanding, which sits at about $1.6 trillion, trillion, which is insane. And I submit that came from government. Government drove the price of tuition up significantly as a result of subsidizing tuition. That's just what happens every single dang time. Wow. I still think with now two weeks before the deadline for the suspension of student loan repayment, I give him till the 25th to say something. Yeah. And then after that, it, it may be a albatross around their neck for midterms, but I think he's going to do that to boost their chances. Just push it back to, say, December. Could could be. I mean, I, I think right now both sides are holed up, plotting <laughs> everything they can to gain some sort of advantage in how to communicate a message that gets them uh, victory at the polls. I, no doubt about it. We'll take a break right here on Middays. we got the news coming your way. And then Ellen Daniels, literary director for the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Evan Brown, what will Rudy say to the grand jury in Atlanta? I'm not going to come out the grand jury investigation. What do you think they're ultimately going to know here? more about? It. He's testifying in a Georgia state case on whether or not former President Donald Trump broke state law when allegedly urging Georgia's Secretary of State to find more votes for him in the 2020 election. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney loses her Republican primary. The Trump endorsed Harriet Hageman will now run for the seat in November. Amazon tells third-party sellers they will raise their charges on packing and shipping services to accommodate holiday shopping. That per-item rate will rise to 35 cents starting mid-October. Retail sales were flat in July compared to May. The U.S. stock market indicators are all down this morning. America is listening to Fox News.
I'm Denman Ferguson, Realtor with Four Corner Properties, serving Mississippi and beyond. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home or wanting that special family recreational hunting track, give me a call and I will assist you throughout the process from searching, listing, to closing. Call me, Denman, at 601-214-6433 or call the office at 601-952-2828. Please call me with all your real estate needs. Thank you. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's been an investigation into an arrest in Macomb August 5th. The Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Highway Patrol, and the MBI agree there's no evidence of criminal conduct by the trooper involved. A suspect's brother arrived at the scene during the stop and shared video on social media. DPS Commissioner Sean Tindall says that video only showed a portion of what happened. There was allegations of getting punched and, and you know getting beat up on the side of the road and yeah. And those things just never occurred. He says they recognize and respect the right of citizens to record law enforcement, but those rights aren't without limitations. Um, and of course, his brother showed up and they exacerbated the situation. The DPS released video that showed the entirety of what took place. Since then, the trooper involved has received a lot of praise for how he handled the situation. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. The tourism industry in Laurel has been booming, in large part due to Aaron and Ben Napier and their hit TV show, Hometown, which has now forced the city council to take a closer look at regulating Airbnbs. Tuesday, the council passed an ordinance that limits the number of Airbnbs allowed in residential areas within city limits. The change coincides with the hotel and tourism tax approved back in June, which includes a tourism tax on Airbnbs. Anyone that wants more information regarding setting up an Airbnb in the city of Laurel can contact either the mayor's office or the city's inspection department. A couple of Fridays from now, Mississippi high school football history will be made when the first ever all-female crew officiates a game. The game will be a matchup between Murrah High School and Cleveland Central and Jackson. The entire officiating crew, including referees, clock keepers, and chain gang, will be made up completely of women. 
No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Here's a novel idea. Pack up the family and head to the Mississippi Book Festival Saturday, August 20th. Join fellow book lovers from all over as we gather on the grounds of the state capitol to celebrate Mississippi's vibrant literary landscape. Purchase books, discover up-and-coming authors, engage in exciting panel discussions, and more. It's a free literary lawn party for the whole family, and we look forward to seeing you at this year's Mississippi Book Festival. Learn more by visiting our website at msbookfestival.com. To Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, and now, another hour of the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Begin your transition now. Now on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. A little change in the schedule. Miss Daniels is going to join us at the 1137 segment. So we look forward to that discussion about the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival. So uh, about the markets, today earnings reports were released for Target and Lowe's. And that's really kind of driving... Uh, the index is downward. News wasn't wasn't really too too bullish there. U.S. retail spending held steady, but uh, Target actually said that their profit dropped because they had to unload inventory. Remember, we reported that a couple of months ago that they were stocking up, thinking that at Walmart announced it, too, thinking that, hey, folks are kind of over the COVID stuff, they're back in the stores and spending money. And then they said, oh, maybe we kind of overdid it here. And and so, no surprise, that's the way it works. They had to drop their pricing to unload their inventory, and that, of course, impacted their profits. So, top line was not bad from a sales revenue perspective. And uh, it, they still maintain a, a decent outlook. It's not terribly rosy, but it's it's not uh, just dour either, not negative. But nonetheless, uh, those earnings reports did kind of shake the markets a bit, and uh, the markets, uh, therefore, are in retreat at this point. Interesting. The... Um, it was a good opinion in the Wall Street Journal yesterday, authored by Phil Graham. You may remember him. He was a congressman from Texas, 
back in 1980, and he just goes on to talk about Ronald Reagan's leadership and the first budget, uh, omnibus budget bill that he passed where he he did cut spending. Now, there will be a lot of people, I'm sure Thomas is in the camp, that are very critical of Ronald Reagan because he did run up some debt. And he also he reduced taxes. That, that was uh, His tax reform bill was probably, I would argue, the most dramatic, the most significant of all. Donald Trump may argue with him about that, but it was, a, it was significant. And then we ran into a situation where Social Security was really running into trouble, and Social Security taxes had to be increased to cover that shortfall. Remember, it's a pay-as-you-go program. The money all of us pay in uh, on our paychecks is what funds what goes out. Uh, so, I don't know, I just thought it was a good art article, and I, I was just thinking how desperate we are for a person like Ronald Reagan, the figure. And you remember when he ran, he, 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 came, he comes on the heels of Jimmy Carter, who just always depressed you. He just always looked depressed. He, uh, he, he seemed to be pessimistic, just kind of projected a pessimistic attitude and tone. And, of course, what didn't help was the fact that we had hostages in Iran, and I think it could be argued that that incident gave rise to 724 News because it was the short 30-minute national news we got from the networks every day, and that was it. We were starving for what the heck else is going on with this hostage situation and Ted Koppel's Nightline, 1030, came on on ABC after the local news at 10 o'clock Central Time. And uh, that was, I believe, an hour show, if I'm not mistaken. And I think uh, that was just to satisfy our fetish, our desire for more information, more news. I was in college and used to watch it just because I was... You couldn't help but be curious with the the uh, the hostage situation and those images. Who could ever forget that of Americans blindfolded and being escorted and paraded around like trophies by these um, really these just bad people and and people who were just stuck in time what seemed like a thousand years ago. And uh, anyhow, it was just it made you feel bad as an American. It, you just felt like this just didn't right. You know these these people for, with almost this prehistoric type culture have seized our property and our people and taken them in as hostages. And and Carter just never got the feeling that this guy's got a plan to rectify this situation. And um, Anyhow, when Reagan came on the scene, he just he projected optimism, and sure enough, he got elected, and they were released immediately. And uh, and he and he talked about positive things to do, and and the promise of the country, and the, and our future, in an optimistic tone, in context, and in, in messaging, and it was just so. Such a contrast to Carter, who I think was a good person. He just bad policy, and again projected that that constant pessimism. This is look on his face. You could just tell it stressed him a lot, of course. But 
rather than, by God, I'm in charge and here's what we're going to do to fix this, it just never got that out of him. So I would agree that rather than just taking shots personally at, at people personally and from an emotional perspective and ad hominem perspective, I sure do wish that we'd get back to just focusing on good policy to improve uh, the lives of Americans. And again, just like we've said so many times, we, we can't agree on how many genders there are. We can't agree on what's good policy. And it's not like little kind of minor deviations. It's like there's not even close. Somebody on the ceasefire text line here, Rhino, said yesterday they heard uh, Biden talking about how big government I'm looking for it. How big government could come in and, and uh, yeah, here we go. Biden kept talking yesterday about what big government can do. What about what people can do? Whatever happened, this is Jerry and Pontotot, whatever happened to the words hardworking government, get out of the way. I agree with you, Jerry. That, that seems to have gone by the wayside. And the Marxists who are pushing the Marxist ideology, remember I said uh, I'm replacing woke with Marxist now. They're the ones that tell us that can-do attitude and hard work and delayed gratification and and showing up on time and meeting your obligations and rugged individualism. Well, those are all those are all tenets of European white supremacy. That's what happened to it, Jerry. And that crap, unfortunately, is selling to a lot of people. We talked. Uh, I don't know if we got to it yesterday. We 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 teased it, and I apologize for not getting to it. But Minnesota. Minneapolis, the school district, teachers' union. Now they're saying that in a situation where they're going to, they have excess teachers and they got to lay people off, that white teachers are going to be laid off first. And this is right out of old Ibram Kendi's book. We've discussed Mr. Kendi. He's the one that wrote the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. He's a consultant that's making a ton of money. Can you call him Mr., or is that the patriarchy white supremacy, too? <laughs> well, you know me. That's just my <laughs> that's my style. He honestly doesn't deserve it, but you know me. Um, ever the polite one, I'm going to call him Mr. Uh, he probably wouldn't call me that, and that's fine. Do whatever the hell you want. But he's the one who, of course, says we've got to fight past racism with current racism and current racism with future racism. Essentially, the way to combat racism is with racism, which is the dumbest thing ever. That's kind of like saying, <laughs> my, my house is on fire. Let's just light some more stuff up to fight the fire, right? That's what Mr. Kendi asserts. And so the Minneapolis School District here, the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers, they state that white teachers will be laid off before teachers of color, regardless of their seniority. And in fact, if I can find it here, Rhino, I read a statement on that, and it says, if accessing, accessing a teacher, that's E-X-C-E-S-S-I-N-G, just so you'll know. A teacher who is a member of a population underrepresented among licensed teachers in the site. The district shall access the next least senior teacher who is a member of an underrepresented population. I mean, meaning they get a priority because of their race. And if we're going to do a layoff here, we're going we're gonna to target the white teachers regardless of their seniority. Another 
Just another example of the uh, march to mediocrity. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that parents and teachers, I don't care what their race is or what they, where they live, they don't care what the race is of their teacher. They just want to get them educated to be productive adults. I think I'm accurate in that. Nobody cares. You're making people care. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. For Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. And for finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 84. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High, Calloway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees and shrubs, all on sale now. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we're offering quantity pricing. Calloway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 25 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's, Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. I can't the wind, see it's been sailed away. 
We are back. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Of course, Thomas Greenwood says Reagan, just like Trump, talked conservative and led like a Democrat. Thomas, define conservative. See, that's the problem, folks. Everybody to the left of him. <laughs> or, excuse me, to the right, to the right of, of him. him, yeah. <laughs> it's like you can imagine a line. <laughs> you go out like an infinite distance <laughs> to the right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, anyhow, I, I hear you, uh, Thomas, and, you know, I disagree with you. Does that mean I agreed with all of his policies? No. Uh, did I agree with all of Trump's? No. But you're, uh, I feel like you're, you're a purist. You're looking for perfection. You're looking for something that doesn't exist. You're looking for something that's not practical. You're looking for something that's not electable. You're looking for something that's not consistent with the views of the majority of the people in this country. Therefore, it's kind of a ruse to even discuss it, honestly. It just doesn't go very far. Thomas is mad at Trump over the bump stock, bump stock ban, says Paula Meridian. I think that's true. Thomas has expressed his, uh, his disapproval of that. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have different views on that. It's, it's a complicated one, in, in my opinion. But again, I, oh gosh. So according to Thomas, conservative is not raising taxes, not suspending the debt ceiling, not growing government, not having a deficit. Okay. Uh, that uh, Those are all certainly interesting points from a fiscal perspective. He, uh, of course, he did lower taxes rather significantly. Uh, it is true he did sign off on raising FICA taxes. That's because the program's about to go bust. I mean, and unless you know of a way to, to uh, I guess, enact legislation that would completely kill reform or really transition, phase out Social Security, that's what he had to do. Suspending the debt ceiling... Yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of people out there that would say we shouldn't have a deficit or any debt whatsoever. That The debt part's not practical. And, you know, I don't have a problem with debt as long as it's reasonable, as long as it is um, serviceable. And by reasonable, I mean there are tests, there are leverage tests that can be done. And the private sector does that on a regular basis. Uh, it's, it's when it gets crazy. And, of course, keep in mind the vast majority of our debt we owe ourselves. A lot of people, I think, are not really aware of that. It's of the $30 trillion, we owe about 8 to foreign nations. I think a lot of people largely believe, yeah, we owe that money to China. China has $1 trillion. That's not, that's not That's more than nothing, but it's $1 trillion out of 30 Actually, Japan owns more of our debt than China. I think $1.2 trillion, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not that we owe all these other countries, and you hear people say, well, when they stop buying our debt, we're going broke. No, nah, we owe ourselves. That's, a, that's unfortunately the um, kind of the, the structure 
between the Treasury and the Federal Reserve. So the Treasury is, is uh, who, of course, that's what taxpayers are responsible for. It's the Treasury that owes this debt to the Fed. And it's money, it's fiat money. It's money that's printed, most of it. So, uh, of course, Thomas wants to do the litmus test. Which was more fiscally conservative, Donald Trump or Bill Clinton? Oh, that's easy. Clinton was more fiscally conservative based on your tests. Uh, except, I think, Thomas, go look at it. I believe that Bill Clinton did raise capital gains taxes. Take a look at that. I believe that's true. And uh, Donald Trump uh, actually did sign off on a bill that lowered individual and corporate taxes. So I can't think of any case where Donald Trump, I have, to, I have to think through it, actually raised any form of taxes. He absolutely suspended the debt ceiling. That's because, and I know a lot of people out there think, we just need to shut the whole government down and uh, quit suspending the debt ceiling. Just keep in mind, if we did that, we'd have no military. And that's just true. That's unfortunate, but true. That's how crazy things have gotten when you're running trillion-dollar deficits, um, and then growing government, do you mean from a financial perspective, Thomas, or do you mean from a from a number of employees' perspective? Because, see, here's the thing. Even, even though Trump cut taxes, you know revenues are up. We just had record revenues. And the Democrats never talk about that, and the Republicans will uh, here and there touch on it. But I think that really should be highlighted. Look, you guys all said, right, if we if we enact this this uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that Donald Trump signed off on in 2017, oh my gosh, it's going to blow this hole in the budget. You heard it a million times. Two trillion dollars. Well, first, keep in mind, it's over 10 years. Nobody ever wants to talk about that. And it wasn't two, it's 1.5. It's just over $500 billion. Now, that's, that is making this assumption that if you cut these taxes, that means you're cutting revenues. There's, there's no, no consideration given to, hey, you know, if you cut taxes, you may actually see revenues increase. We have. We just witnessed that. Because the private sector was thriving. And guess what else? Wages are up. That means people are paying more taxes. So now, it certainly could be argued that all the money dropped on the country resulted in higher profits for corporations and wages and so forth, which contributed to these increase in revenues. And so we're paying the price for that in the form of inflation. That's kind of the way it works. I just think that Honestly, Thomas, I think you're you're one of those situ- one of those situations where you're letting the perfect get in the way of the good, and you're you're seeking a utopia that's just not practical, doesn't exist, just simply doesn't exist, will never exist, and is not tenable. And and so, you know, I I think we have to keep working towards that perfection, the more perfect union, right? Our Brilliant founders understood that because people are just nuanced. That's a good thing. Now, I know the Marxist Democrats want to make us all be little indiscernible blob robots, but we're just not. We are actual individual humans with individual characteristics and attributes, and 
And that, that makes for things just being diverse. That's a good thing. So I'm all for trying to pursue um, more fiscal responsibility. Heck, I talk about it almost daily. I do. But I'll say it again, without radical reform to the 70% of our spending, which is comprised of uh, mandatory programs at Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the uh, variety of other entitlement programs or, or entitlement programs, plus those other mandatory programs, the so-called safety net programs, uh, then we have debt interest. That's 70 percent of our spending. Unless we address that, we just we can't get our fiscal house in order. We could cut the entirety of discretionary spending and barely produce a surplus. That means no military, which is a core function of government. Honestly, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, in my view, are not core constitutional functions of government, yet they've grown to be the majority of our spending. And uh, without 60 votes, the filibuster-proof Senate, you can't touch those. It's crazy when you think about you're a member of Congress, and one of your primary responsibilities as a lawmaker, of course, is to oversee the public money and how it gets allocated. And when you take a look at it, 70% of it, without 60 votes in the Senate, members of Congress are powerless. Can't do anything about it. Nobody wants to talk about that, unfortunately. And so all they really can control is the discretionary portion, and two-thirds of that's the military. It is absolutely true, Thomas, that Donald Trump did come in office and say our military, you remember the word he used, has been decimated under the prior administration, and so he boasted quite a bit about increasing military spending. It was $150 billion over three and a half years, um, but it, you know, it was more than zero, and so that was a significant part. That's all discretionary spending, and pretty much every Republican, as far as I know, signed off on that as well, but, but that's a core function of government. I don't know that I have a bigger problem with that, unless it's wasteful spending, of course. We'll step aside for a break right here. When we come back, Ellen Daniels, Literary Director for the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival. The Umbrays are at Trustmark Park August 16th through 21st against the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Celebrate the dog days of summer with Bark in the Park and Hot Dog Happy Hour Tuesday, then First Responders Wednesday. We'll have Truck Works Thursday, Thursday, and on Friday, the first 1,000 fans get a beach tow bag presented by Atmos Energy. Saturday is Princess Night and Jackson State University Negro League Appreciation Nights and post-game fireworks. The series includes with Raising Cane Sunday Family Fun Day with Team Photo Giveaway presented by Tudor Family Dentistry. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com. Yeah. Have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. It's back. 
That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Mazda of Jackson. That's right, school is back, and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving you cash. Get super low 2.9% financing for 72 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-9s. Get 2.49% financing for 36 months on new 2022 Mazda CX-5s. And come see the all-new 2023 Mazda CX-50. Buy a new Mazda, and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. School is in session. So come get your deal now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. With approved credit, select model, see dealer for details. Spillway Diner, known for its great breakfast and lunch, is now open till 8 p.m., featuring a new special each night, Monday. Enjoy all-you-can-eat breakfast. Tuesday, half-price blue plates. Wednesday, it's dollar wing night with 14 flavors to choose from. Thursday, all-you-can-eat fish fillets. And on Friday and Saturday, enjoy a juicy sirloin, ribeye, or fillet served with baked potato, roll, or Texas toast, and a drink. Spillway Diner's all-you-can-eat special feature menu is dine-in only. No sharing. Find them on Facebook for more on the new menu, hours, and location. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's been an investigation into an arrest in Macomb August 5th. The Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Highway Patrol, and the MBI agree there's no evidence of criminal conduct by the trooper involved. A suspect's brother arrived at the scene during the stop and shared video on social media. DPS Commissioner Sean Tindall says that video only showed a portion of what happened. There was allegations of getting punched and, and you know getting beat up on the side of the road and, yeah. and those things just never occurred. He says they recognize and respect the right of citizens to record law enforcement, but those rights aren't without limitations. Um, and of course his brother showed up and they exacerbated the situation. The DPS released video that showed the entirety of what took place. Since then, the trooper involved has received a lot of praise for how he handled the situation. The Embrays are at Trustmark Park August 16th through 21st against the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Celebrate the dog days of summer with Bark in the Park and Hot Dog Happy Hour Tuesday, then First Responders Wednesday. We'll have Truck Works Thursday, Thursday, and on Friday, the first 1,000 fans get a beach tow bag presented by Atmos Energy. Saturday is Princess Night and Jackson State University Negro League Appreciation Nights and post-game fireworks. The series concludes with Raisin Cane Sunday Family Fun Day with Team Photo Giveaway presented by Tudor Family Dentistry. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com.
When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays. The great Tom Petty bumping us into this segment. We are, of course, in the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, Ellen Daniels, literary director for the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival. All right, Ellen, so it's coming up, isn't it? It is. It's on Saturday. I thought so. A couple of days, yeah. Always in August? Always in August. Third Saturday in August. All right, so what's it all about? You're having a lawn party. We're having right? a literary lawn party. That's yep. pretty cool. Tell, yep. tell us about that. Well, we have we are, this year we have 170 authors coming from all over the country, you know, a lot from Mississippi, but we like to bring in people to show, you know, these authors from all over the country, like I just said, all, what Mississippi's all about. And we love stories, we love food, and we love getting together. So that's what we are offering people on Saturday. Yeah. So... Uh, How's the book industry doing? Are we still producing a lot of books, a lot of authors, and is it, or is it, uh, we kind of getting consumed by all these digital devices now and sort of turning our attention to other interests? The the book publishing industry is bigger than it has ever been. That's fantastic. It is. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and you know. The publishing industry thrived during COVID. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Everybody was home yeah. and they needed something to read. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so, and Mississippi has a rich history of producing authors yes. and their works. I would say maybe the best in the country of the 50 states. Well, we certainly have a lot to offer um, as far as our, you know, just our artistic output, but the authors, I mean, we are overrun with incredible authors. You know, our literary history, but like our literary present as well. Um, so many incredible authors are still working and living in Mississippi. But, you know, we have the giants like Eudora Welty, William Faulkner, Richard Wright, who, we, you know, the authors today are standing on the shoulders of those giants and yeah. carrying on that tradition. Yeah. Uh, is, is this something that's kind of unique in the country, what you do here? Um, so we feel like it's very unique. We think there's a certain magic about the Mississippi Book Festival, and we have heard that over and over again from our, you know, participating authors. But yeah, book festivals happen all over the country. Yeah. Um, you know, ours is we are eight years old this year. This is our sixth in-person festival for 2020 and 2021. We had to do it virtually. We got ten days out from the festival last year and had to go virtual. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, you know, it happens everywhere, but. 
you know, it, it all happened as a leap of faith. Yeah. We're like, we're Mississippi. We have all these incredible authors. Um, and so in 2015, it was a leap of faith to do this. And I can say this because I didn't start it. It was so incredibly well run. And, you know, just the atmosphere was so great that, you know, the literary community talked all around the country about right. what a great event the Mississippi Book Festival was. And that's coming up uh, this Saturday mm-hmm. at the State Capitol, right? It was, so at the state, on the State Capitol lawn, within the State Capitol building, and in Galloway, United Methodist Church. Okay, right uh, across the street there, Exactly. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of construction going on at the Capitol. Is that is that going to be a problem, or what should people know? So, the, you know, we've had to work around that this year, and, you know, the Capitol, they're great friends to the festival. They love hosting this event. DF they're you know incredible partners and so we're just working around it this year um, we're, we're making it work uh, you know there's a section down Mississippi Street that you know we couldn't place anything on yeah. but for the most part you know we, we've got it worked we've got it all worked out okay uh, Department of Finance Administration DFA yep. yeah oh that that's awesome so uh, do you say did you say how many authors are scheduled to attend we have so we have 47 official panels and those are our author discussions that happen through the day and we have 170 authors in those panels okay but we have over a hundred self-published authors in our authors alley that runs down Mississippi Street so we've got gotcha. well over I mean almost 280 authors coming to the festival what what's the profile of a typical attendee who who would this be of interest to as we say we have something for everyone <laughs> okay perhaps you know you're not a big you know not a big reader but you're interested but we have activities on the lawn for children it's a great family friendly active you know activity for the day we have our children's tent first lady reeves will be reading in the tent to kick off the morning what about uh, aspiring authors Lots of aspiring authors. I'm sure. Um, you know, and lots of, you know, we have an aspiring author moderating a panel this year. Okay. Um, so, and, you know, it, everyone, and it's free and open to the public, and we love having everyone there. Because yeah. we believe that, you know, the love of reading and sparking that love of reading should be free and open to all. And, and so, in terms of the subject matter of the books or these, uh, Fictional novels, for the most part, or tell us about that. Again, it's everything. Across we've got the board, fiction. Huh? We've got children's books. We've got nonfiction. You know, history, political journalism. Okay. All kinds of things. Okay. So, food. Yeah. So uh, you just dream it, and it's in a book. Is the bottom line. Exactly. And that's what good authors do. Exactly. And I'll have to say that. You can tell author styles. I mean, I think in, in reading a lot of books I have uh, through the years, and I, I don't read a lot of fiction. My, my wife does, and my, my wife's part of, in part of these Facebook groups where they come. Are you familiar with that? Where oh, they yes. combine to. Mm-hmm. And she's made friends all over the country, yeah. you know, that share this interest and they contribute, I think, to books and so forth. Uh, I'm, I more read um, uh, nonfiction and a uh, lot, lot of technology stuff, future stuff, business. Uh, political uh, content, but some just have a great style, don't they? That you just feel like you can keep turning the pages, and you're and you're kind of entertained by it, and you're you're attracted to it. I love a book that just propels me through it. Like yeah. I can't put it down. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, I need to go to sleep, but yeah. I can't. I mean, that is 
That's incredible writing. Yeah. Some just have a gift, but everybody has different... Uh, everybody has different tastes. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So are there any uh, kind of up-and-coming authors in Mississippi that you can tell us about? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're constantly putting out authors. Um, I wouldn't say that she's up-and-coming, but this is my f- favorite Mississippi Book Festival story. Um, Angie Thomas, who is a superstar young adult writer. Okay. In 2017, she stood up in a panel and s- asked one of the uh, you know authors on the panel, how do you get a book published? And they answered her question, and the next year she was our Kid Note author, which is our signature event for children's programming the Friday before the festival, and yeah. she just, it was like lightning out of a bottle. I mean, and she has maintained, I mean, a New York Times bestseller over and over and wow. over again. And she's from Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, what sort of books? Uh, so they're young adult, you know, that's from like 16 to 25. But, I mean, a lot of my adult friends love a young adult fiction. You know, she always has a young character, probably like 15 years old, and dealing with real-life stuff. Yeah. So. I'm so glad to hear, though, that uh, that that the industry's doing well and that it's still popular. I yeah. mean, it's, it's still a, a popular um, pastime, I guess. It's not even a pastime. I mean, I, I read to educate. You yeah. know, uh, obviously, uh, you get uh, informed by other people smarter than you that put their ideas in books. I exactly. mean, that's what it's all about. You know, and that's books have the capacity to make us understand so many things that are, you know, out of our normal everyday lives. And it creates your capacity to be empathetic. And I just think that's so important. And, but just educate us. Yeah. And it's kind of cool when you come across words and you're not exactly sure what that is. And oh, I'll just Google it right yeah, there on my phone. So, I mean, you don't have to run around with a dictionary like mm-hmm. we did in the old days. It's you know, it's at uh, in your hands essentially. So yeah, you have a dictionary with you at all times. Yeah, and and it's uh, very valuable. And I and I know authors are are known for. Picking up on words used by other authors, and they well, <laughs> they you, incorporate those into their vocabulary. You know, nothing is truly original anymore, but people can put their own spin yeah. of on you know another author's style, and we're all inspired, all you know by you know the people that we admire. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Uh, how are we doing in our in our schools in our in our education? Are we are we having students uh, still read books? I mean, is that a what, what do know, you think about that? There's two. There's two, two schools of thought on that, for sure. Um, you know, I think we could do better. But you know, that there are just some kids that are just, it is like ingrained yeah. in them. Yeah. Um, I had someone text me not long ago. It's a girl I grew up with, and she has like a 13-year-old daughter. And she's like, she's read 200 novels this year. Jeez. Is that normal? I was like, no, I feel like that's pretty extraordinary. <laughs> um, you know, it, it just... and. I can't say that I read that many books as a young person, but it's something that I've always loved. Yeah. Um, my cousin would get in trouble when she was a child because she'd be up all night reading. <laughs> well, I say you get smart. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. If you if you're just relying on somebody else to just impart wisdom uh, on you by just talking to you in a mm-hmm. classroom, you're going to be limited. You're going to be limited. You've got way more capacity. And it's just that one book that flips no the doubt. switch. No doubt. Ellen, appreciate you coming on. Fascinating. Thank you you. you so much for having me. Ellen Daniels, Literary Director for the 2022 Mississippi Book Festival, has been our guest. We'll take a break right here. Don't forget, after the noon break, we've got uh, Commissioner of Corrections, Burl Kane. Stay with us.
Are you a small business owner, run a small business, or aspiring to be a small business owner? If so, then don't miss Collab South for a full day of panels and breakout sessions to build your business and sustain it through long-lasting relationships with other entrepreneurs. Presented by the Southern Business Institute. Locate, connect, and collaborate with other like-minded business owners. This one-day event will be held at the Country Club of Jackson, August the 26th from 8 to 5 p.m. Tickets can be purchased at southernbusinessinstitute.com. Space is limited, so act now and purchase your tickets today at southernbusinessinstitute.com. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hi, this is Keith Halsey with Halsey Insurance. As your local independent insurance agency, we guarantee fast answers and friendly service. When you have questions, we are here with answers you can trust. Our specialty is home, auto, life, and all types of business insurance. Partnering with the top insurance carriers, let us shop your insurance and do the heavy lifting. We'll find you the best coverages with the lowest rates. Call 601-856-7707 or halseyinsurance.com. That's H-A-W-S-E-Y insurance. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Bayer has announced the launch of Foreground, a farmer-first digital platform that will transform the way farms of all sizes can more easily make the transition to sustainable agricultural practices. Foreground offers growers, tools, resources, discounts, as well as the potential to earn revenue through the Bayer Carbon Program for the adoption of regenerative practices and to connect with businesses looking to advance their sustainability and carbon goals. Through Foreground, Bayer will assist enrolled farmers to implement and manage practices that can help provide benefits to their land such as improved soil health, increased water availability, fewer inputs, increased weather resiliency, and less soil erosion, as well as the opportunity to generate incremental revenue by connecting them with programs like Bear Carbon. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me. Like me. Depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With able, I can save for my future. Without losing my much-needed much benefits. benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before. But, but now, I, I am able. able. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Larry from McGee says, you hit the nail on the head. The perfect person for president sadly couldn't get elected. He says, in my opinion, it would be a person like Mike Pence, but no way could he get in nowadays. No, he he absolutely, I do not think, could win. I could argue that the perfect person wouldn't even run. That's exactly right. Would not want that much limelight. Would not want that much attention. Would not want that much digging. And and really uh, giving up your privacy, right? I mean, it's, it's over forever. You, you really and and there is some some buzz that that Trump's family may not be on board with him running again, and that's probably going to make the call. For whether or not he jumps in, but that would you know, be the only thing that would keep him from running. I think, yeah, because I think he he definitely wants to. He intends to, but his family might talk him out of it. I think for that reason. I mean, just being under the microscope every day, the scrutiny, and the always having to look over your shoulder. I mean, they have to now, anyhow. But it's it's just intensified. It's amplified when you're in office. There's no doubt about that. The country didn't used to have taxes. Uh, well, income taxes. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Um, and so we could get into a you know a deep, infinite discussion about whether or not taxation and and some of the spending that comes out of the federal government is uh, is legal. But honestly, unless there are lawsuits that find their way up to the Supreme Court, it just continues <laughs> the way it is. It's not nothing's going to change that. I mean, just if you oversimplify the argument yeah you can say that the right wants to reduce taxes right in any way they can and did and the left wants to raise taxes in any way they can and have just did if you campaign solely on i'm going to cut taxes you're going to have to apply at least a modicum of game theory because your opponents are going to run around and come up with sound bites that please the ears of the low-income voters saying that how you're going to take away all these things from them that they've grown accustomed to. They're absolutely doing it now. Which means you can't just run on, I'm going to cut taxes. Right. Senator or Rick, you lose. You, you lose. Senator Rick Scott, so we, we've said that um, unless you start addressing the mandatory portion of spending, which uh, consumes 70% of outflows, that you really aren't, you can't really make a dent in our deficit or debt. Rick Scott came out and said, maybe every five years we ought to sort of reauthorize Social Security and Medicare. And what he was really trying to say was, we just get the discussion going. This thing can't go on forever. And Republicans have distanced themselves. Mitch McConnell came out and said, that is not the view of the Republican Party. So they've ostracized him. And the Democrats, including Joe Biden, 
have picked up all that. Republicans want to end Social Security and Medicare, and everybody freaks out, just like you're saying. So now Ron Johnson, more recently, Senator Ron Johnson, uh, has come out and said that maybe we ought to to uh, reclassify Social Security and Medicare as discretionary spending, so we have to appropriate it, and we can, we can um, amend it without the supermajority in the Senate, make it discretionary. And, and so he's now been, been uh, excoriated for that. So when you start talking about, seriously, about addressing this core fiscal and uh, problem, economic problems we have in government, you're right. You, you just get absolutely lambasted. You get hammered. And so nobody talks about it. And we just keep on with the same old deal. Because the ugly truth is you have to win elections to do anything that you want to get accomplished. That's right. You can have all these great ideas that would be beneficial to the, the forward progress of America. But if you don't get elected, you don't get to do it. You've got to have power. No doubt about it. So along those lines, on the ceasefire text line, uh, first this uh, listener says, uh, I think Thomas's. Uh, okay, this is different. If the Republicans take the House, can they stop the funding for the 82,000 IRS agents? Well, all right, so that is discretionary spending. That is one of the agencies that is included, included in the discretionary omnibus budget bill. Uh, so if they had the House and, and the uh, Democrats had the Senate, of course they have the White House, they could, right, not pass the budget, which funds discretionary spending. They could just sit on it. You hear a lot of people have called for that. We just got to shut the government down. Okay, then what happens? They come to the table and negotiate, and Republicans say, we're not signing off on it, and Democrats say, well, we're not signing off on it unless you do. I mean, what happens? So in the meantime, when the Social Security checks and the Medicare payments start going out, then people say, you guys got to get together and figure this out. I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite as easy as just, well, stand your ground and shut the government down. That's like holding your breath to get your way. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, and I'm not suggesting that's a bad idea to get the conversation going. I just don't feel like that it's going to produce any, any attractive outcome. That's all. Mm. Anyhow, we're going to take a break right here. It's top of the hour. When we return, Commissioner of Corrections, the Department of Corrections, Burrow Kane and Jonathan Stack, producer and filmmaker. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Eben Brown. Come January, nobody named Cheney will be in elected office. Wyoming Congresswoman Liz Cheney loses her primary to a Trump-backed challenger. No office in this land is more important than the principles that we are all sworn to protect. Meanwhile, the former president's campaign attorney, Rudy Giuliani, is testifying in front of a Georgia grand jury investigating claims the former president illegally interfered with Georgia's vote counting. Giuliani is also now a subject of that investigation. R. Kelly is back in court, this time in Chicago, facing more sex crimes charges. A Miami-Dade police officer remains in critical condition after being shot in the head this week while trying to stop a robbery. Stock prices are off following news of flat retail sales. America is listening to Fox News.
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A former Texas inmate who made headlines back in 2021 when his death penalty conviction was thrown out by a court has been arrested right here in Mississippi. Caleb Sailors has more. 39-year-old Clinton Lee Young was originally convicted 21 years ago for two murders, which he said he did not commit. Then this past September, a court threw out the conviction based on a misconduct of a prosecutor who had been working the case. Fast forward to this week and yet another grand jury has indicted Clinton Lee Young for capital murder in the same case. It's unknown why Young was in Vicksburg at the time of his arrest. He is currently being held at the Warren County Jail as he awaits expedition back to Texas. Thanks, Caleb. And former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer has joined the staff at Jackson State as an offensive analyst. To read the story in its entirety, log on to supertalk.fm. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are back as Ratchet Entertainment presents Blues Traveler and Government Mule live Saturday, October 22nd. Blues Traveler with Government Mule. Plus Bonneville. Tickets on sale now at twilightms.com for Government Mule, Blues Traveler, and Bonneville. Brought to you by Southern Beverage, Renaissance, Visit Ridgeland, and Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. I think the teacher's asleep. Looks like he's dreaming. Man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> I, I think he's having a nightmare. No, this is just part of his lesson plan. He's trying to show us that calling Mississippi 811 before you dig is so easy, you can do it with your eyes closed. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The live rounds of America's Got Talent are officially underway, and Mississippi's very own Chapel Hart came ready to impress on Tuesday night with an original song titled The Girls Are Back in Town. Whether or not the country music trio out of Poplarville will be advancing to the next round will be announced tonight at 7 o'clock Central Time on NBC. And Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers has partnered with Simon Erosion Control to help children in need. For every touchdown the junior throws this season, $1,000 will be donated to Make-A-Wish Mississippi. Last season, Rogers threw for 36 touchdowns. I'm J.T. Mitchell, Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Join Grammy Museum Mississippi on Saturday, August 21st for If I Leave Here Tomorrow, a film about Leonard Skinner in post-screening conversation by Paul Abraham. Come explore the backstory of this legendary southern rock band, songs from the first six albums, and a focus on Ronnie Van Zant. Doors open at 2 p.m. and the documentary will begin at 2.30. To purchase tickets or learn more about upcoming programs and Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, you already know that Ford trucks are built Ford tough and that the full line of Ford vehicles are built for the future. But did you know about the Ford Blue Advantage? When looking to buy a used Ford, it has everything on your used vehicle checklist. A gold certified 172-point inspection, a comprehensive limited warranty backed by Ford, a Carfax report, and even a 14-day, 1,000-mile money-back guarantee. The Ford Blue Advantage, used car buying that's built for you. City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, Hour 3 of the program, Super Talk Mississippi, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Joining us now, the Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Corrections, Commissioner Burl Kane. Good to see you, Commissioner. Good to be with you. Yes, sir. So give us uh, kind of a brief uh, update. been a while since you and I have talked on uh, what's going on at the Department of Corrections. I uh, have, have uh, had the pleasure of seeing you speak at some events and always enjoy that and enjoy your perspective. And, uh, and enjoy your approach to uh, operating the Department of Corrections. I, th- I think when you came on board, uh, it, there was some need there to, to shore things up and to improve that situation. And I know that's a, a constant effort. Where, where do we stand? What have we gotten done here? Well, we're making a lot of progress. The Justice Department's here this week out at CMCF, and that's cool. We're looking better, and so looking good, and trying to be in compliance with all their rules and regulations. We have tremendous support from the governor, from the politicians, even the the personnel board really helping us as we move along to try to hire more people, and we'll report back to them in another month the progress made. If we don't make much progress, then we expect they'll be moving the numbers up, so that's good. And with the most important thing, Noah, we're starting the reentry programs and, and going to be certifying our, our inmate teachers in, uh, with ASE certifications and NCCER, which is state-of-the-art certifications. And so, therefore, they'll be teaching school, and we hope to have 1,000 inmates in some sort of OTEC school by January. And so that's a big goal, but we're going to release 2,000 in six months. And so we think probably half of them have a skill in trade. 
probably half don't, so we're working on the half that don't. So they're employable, which that will reduce the population by reducing recidivism. And then we're really doing our job. Then they're not committing other crimes and so forth. They're working in the workforce at, at respectable jobs. Yeah. Are, are you pleased with uh, the, the current state of our, our parole approach, or do you think we're doing a good job there? I think so. I think they did what I asked them to do, and I asked them not to uh, patro- not to parole the gang people, because the gang people were giving us the blues, and when you parole somebody in a gang, you're paroling someone out that's going to be extorting the public and doing what gangs do, causing violence and so forth, so therefore he shouldn't make parole, which that means that it's a big deterrent to them being in the gang in our prison because you're not going to get out. And so that kind of makes the number spike up, but it's public safety, and that's what we're all about. Yeah. Well, and it and you're talking about uh, some of the efforts to uh, to upskill and and just um, skill really uh, some of these that are that are locked up. It, it just doesn't seem like we're really moving the needle if we just lock them up and they serve their time. We let them out. And they really don't have any additional skills to take out there to make them productive and keep them out of trouble. I mean, is that fairly critical? That's exactly critical, but it's exactly the truth. And that's what it's all about. Corrections means correct deviant behavior. It doesn't mean torture and torment, lock and feed. It means make progress to change them. And the whole deal is a criminal is a selfish person who takes whatever he wants. So we have to teach him morality along with skills and trades. Then he's a complete person. He's not apt to come back. He's got to have a good job, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just seems like that that is the key to uh, preventing this recidivism. I just saw a situation uh, in New York, and I know that's a long way from here. It's a different deal. But you're, you're seeing this in other areas of the country where it just seems like there's, there's more deference uh, to the criminals than there is the victims. And the, and the criminals end up just doing the same old thing over and over again. Well, inmates are a lot like teenagers in a way because it's like raising kids. If you don't have consequences for your behavior and you don't nip it in the bud real early, you're going to lose control. Well, yeah. prison the same way. They're not nipping it in the bud when they commit those first crimes and, and showing them, hey, this is not the way to go. If they let them get away with it, you just make worse criminals. It's progressive. Yeah. How are you doing with uh, with your staff? I know that that's been uh, a constant challenge. Are, are you getting about uh, to where you're fully staffed? No, I'm getting better. And for instance, we have a 29 in the academy at Parchment. We have about 20 in the academy out at CMCF. We're getting better, but we and we also have stopped losing as many. So we're making progress, but it's too slow. We need more progress faster. Yeah. What what about some of these reports, Commissioner, where um, custody officers are, are actually in gangs or sometimes um, collaborating uh, with the inmates, and that causes problems inside the institutions? Is that being addressed? Is that situation improving? Well, the place we addressed it the most and the quickest was with, with uh, Walnut Grove, because to get a job at Walnut Grove, you have to pass the polygraph test with two questions. One question is, are you in a gang? Number two question is, have you ever brought contraband into prison? You pass those two questions, then you're eligible. But other than that, no. And so I can tell you today that we have one prison that has no drugs, no cell phones, and no chaos in it is Walnut Grove. 
So it's working. Hmm. Now, truly, we would like to get to that point and, and pay a scale high enough that we could attract people as correctional officers and then do the polygraph test to ensure that we don't have people in gangs or brought contraband because the gang members will get their wives or their girlfriends to come apply for jobs, and we don't know it, and therefore then we hire them, and so then we corrupt ourselves. Hmm. And that's terrible, but that's happening all across the country. And so I don't want any gangs in our prison. We're not going to have any. And I think in another year, we'll pretty well be rid of them. They're down to about 800 now. We started it at uh, 6,500. And part of it is not paroling them. And part of it is we don't do anything to help them. You're in a gang. You're just in a gang. You depend on the gang to help you. And so that don't work very well with us. Hmm. And so, so we're getting them out of the gangs. Well, and, good and, here. You, and you have to create other gangs, like the church group is a gang because that's a positive gang. The clubs and organizations are gangs. Those are positive gangs. You're in a gang when you go to church. You know, preacher's a gang leader. <laughs> so you got to really get it to what it is. But we're not in violent gangs. We have control of them. For instance, we cook the food the inmates do, and they have a club that serves it for visiting day. And last last Saturday, they actually made $1,000 in the visiting room selling hamburgers to visitors, okay. which is quality food. And then that $1,000 lets them have enough to have a banquet at Christmas so they can invite their their visitors in I to have you. Christmas dinner with them. So it's, uh, it's kind of a goal. It's a cause and, and um, the, I guess, uh, a result of doing something good there. It is. And so we have to have good things for them to belong to and do. And it takes staff to manage and, and to manage it properly. But the population is a lot safer. We're not having the violence we had. You can walk around in our prisons at Unit 29 anywhere you want to go, and you're going to be safe. And so the violence has really decreased. That's what we. That's what's important. Well, I have to say, I, I, I've had the pleasure, like I said, of uh, seeing you uh, address groups. And, and from the early days of when uh, you were uh, took this role, you made it clear that you had a, a strong and high-priority goal of eliminating the gang and the gang activity inside uh, the walls of the prison. Well, why would I want to share my power with inmates that's running a gang? That's the craziest thing in the world. So I'm not, and so I'm going to run him off. And that's what we're going to do, and he's going to wind up at Walnut Grove, thanks to the governor, <laughs> thanks to the politician. And he don't want to be there. And if you get caught with a killing weapon, a knife or something, you bought a ticket to Walnut Grove. Interesting. And so is your goal to implement that, that same, those same rules and, uh, across the other institutions as well? This well, polygraph yeah. testing? I do hope to get there, and our obligation is to keep the ones who are trying to go to school and do well safe. And you can't keep them safe if somebody's exploiting them for money. And I got it. We have to get the drugs out of the prison, and we have to do more addiction and mental health work. So we're really focusing on addiction. We just signed a contract to work with uh, Hancock County with uh, 40 women will be in an addiction program there for six months because they have a real good program. So I need more people in addiction programs. Huh. Interesting. You also made that uh, clear, that that was a, a goal and a priority as well. So it sounds like you're on your way. What what do you need from the legislature, from the lawmakers? Uh, I know you work very closely with them, and and it sounds like they've been very accommodating. You you have commended the governor and the and the politicians for uh, I guess this rule you implemented at Walnut Grove. What do you need from them now? I tell you what, they gave us the largest budget we've had. They want us to to not have the Justice Department take over our our 
our Department of Corrections, and they're supporting us every way we turn, and I couldn't ask for more. I'm going to be okay. meeting with Senator Sparks this afternoon. We're going to talk about legislation, parole. We're going to talk about all these issues. Senator Bonnet knows about it. He's the chairman of the committee. Sparks is a is a deputy, and so therefore they're on, they're in tune with us, and we meet with Representative Horan quite often, and we also talk to our policy advisors, so the governor, the lieutenant governor is out there with us and supporting us, as is the governor and the politicians. So we have no we have no gripe. Everybody supported us. It's my fault and our fault if we can't make it work. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. And, and uh, of course, uh, Senator Sparks been on the program many times. I know this is an area he knows a lot about and is very, very helpful and very insightful in that. If you can hang around through the break, I want to find out about uh, some of your, your visits to other states and, and their correctional environments. So we can talk about that. Is that good? Sure. Thank right. you. Thank you. We got uh, Commissioner Burl Kane, Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Corrections, in the Element Well Studios. We'll be right back. The Southern Business Institute is proud to bring you Collab South. Whether you are a new business or a business that has been around a long time, this is a great place to get up-to-date information on business in Mississippi. Our one-day event gives you access to business information right here in Mississippi. Locate, connect, and collaborate with other local business owners. Find resources and information to help you manage your business, get answers to questions from like-minded business owners, and share resources to help others. The event is August the 26th at the Country Club of Jackson from 8 to 5 p.m. Seating is limited, so visit southernbusinessinstitute.com for tickets today. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. You hear those notifications? That's small businesses in America taking off on TikTok. Businesses like Porgy's Hot Dogs. I have another good one for y'all today, our peanut butter and jelly dog. Their homemade hot dog videos pull in diners from across the country. And there's Matt Fixit, your local handyman just building a business. Holy freaking drywall repair. We've got a bathtub above this kitchen. Over a million people saw that video, and new customers are still flying in. American Small Business booms on TikTok. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream, the new degree of comfort. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi we are in the element well studios we're talking to commissioner of the mississippi department of corrections burl kane so commissioner it's uh, uh first tell us about the church just oh tell us about that right we just uh, we just uh, broke ground for our church the track hose there the bulldozer we're going to have this church finished out at cmcf in february end of february first of march and that's the first of six more to go total of seven and so we hope to have those done in the next year and a half, two years at the most. So we're rocking and rolling with that. We have to teach morality as well as we teach skills and <laughs> trades, and that comes from religion. You've made that point numerous times, and I, I know this, uh, was, this effort was one of your goals as well, to get these churches. It is, and uh, I like to say, too, that we, we're hiring probation parole officers statewide. We're paying from thirty-seven to forty-seven thousand, and our correctional officers we're paying from thirty-six, seven to thirty-nine thousand. So you need a good job. Come on out and get a lot of good benefits, and we're gonna treat you good. Well, you've been able to get that up because, as I recall, it was in the twenties not too long ago, right? That's right, and that's why I really appreciate the personnel board letting us move. And if it don't work, we'll move more. So anyway, we got to get them hired. That's all there is to it. So yeah. it's working. We hiring statewide on these probation parole officers. Real good jobs, and so just come on over. Yeah. All right, so you, you've been visiting some other states and uh, visiting, uh, I assume, with your, your peers. I do, and I do talk to them often, and I've been in communication with Arkansas and had some senator from Arkansas here yesterday in uh, Texas, and I've been to Nebraska, and I've been to Florida. Okay. In Tennessee. So we've been making a bit of a round, and we compare notes, and they get things from mine, from me, and I get information from them, and, and it's just a moving target to keep on being progressive and keep on moving forward. So is the goal here to try to understand uh, some, some of the aspects of their operations, their rules, their policies, their approaches, and find out what's working, what's not, and, and sort of share those amongst your peers and, and try to take from that the best practices that you can implement in, in, uh, in your department. Well, it kind of is. It goes both ways because I'm doing some things here in Mississippi that's never been done. And so in any state, and it's working real well for us, but it's surprising because others didn't do it yet, but it's what we have to do to do our reentry programs properly. Yeah. 
And so that was bringing those inmates over from Louisiana, former inmates that were released on probation, you know, to, to work with us as chaplains and so forth. Yeah. And so they have felonies. In the past, you wouldn't hire anybody with a felony, but then how can I ask somebody in the business world to hire somebody with a felony when we won't do it ourselves? So therefore, we're counterfeit. We have to do that, <laughs> and that's kind of new in the system because now we realize we have to do what we say, like calling an inmate an offender. That's crazy because how can I ask you to hire an offender? Yeah, I want you to hire an inmate. I want you to hire a skilled <laughs> tradesman. So quit those words are bad. And so now we do hire people with felonies in certain positions where they're not having to carry the gun. And they productive and they do well and relate to the inmate. So that's okay. good. Interesting. Uh, what about the size? You know, there, there's been some reports, and I know this is really more a, a matter for the law than it is in, in your role, but there have been some reports that uh, we are the most incarcerated state per capita. You know, you've seen that published. Uh, what do you think about that? I think we might be the safest state in the country because at least we we incarcerating people who are causing violence and so forth. And I don't know of anybody in prison that wasn't supposed to be there. It may be that our judges and our laws are being enforced more than other. Look at look at California. Look at when they let you go twenty, thirty times. That's what I mentioned earlier. You're not changing the law and culture when you do that. Let them go. Sometime you need to be in prison. So I'd think we're probably the safest, maybe. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I don't think that's a, a valid measurement. I think the measurement ought to be how, how are we doing as far as keeping our community safe and our streets safe. Exactly. And, uh, if, if it means we got a lot of people up that are a threat to society, and it turns out that that, that uh, sort of increases from a statistical perspective our rate of incarceration, I guess so be it. So that's like not not paroling the gang guys. Well, that means our numbers are going to go up more than before because they were paroling the gang guys. But now we're keeping our community safer because they're in prison where they need to be and not out running up and down the street. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I've heard there's been kind of a shift in attitude in the the parole board uh, of late and and that uh, they're being, I guess, a lot more careful and uh, uh, more thoughtful in making these calls. They should be because we need to be protected from folks that shouldn't be out. And so they want to be sure you're supposed to be out. And one thing that the factor is, if you didn't have an address, we didn't let you, we offset it. And so I know in one case they offset 10 in one day, but that means we in corrections have to get our case managers to work. So I put them under the warden directly rather than under headquarters so they can have more supervision, so they can prepare the packet better, so they can give them the parole. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do we have any lawsuits right now that are that are active that have been filed by either present or past inmates that are something that uh, the public should know about? No. That's, we're doing, a, that's surprising. We're doing honestly. good food, good medicine, good playing, good praying. <laughs> we have a good prison, so we're not really getting any lawsuits Well, that's much. good. It is. So we're constitutional. And we hope the Justice Department will acknowledge that and move on down the road to somebody that's not. How's that going with the Justice Department? They're here today, and uh, I heard some good terms, good words from them yesterday. And so uh, I think we're faring quite well. And so okay. we're just going to see, because we've changed and fixed this Department of Corrections. Basically, it's a lot safer. You're not reading about it in the paper very much. That's true. And that's good. Yeah. Or on the radio. What about the facilities themselves? 
Well, the facilities themselves are being repaired, and we did propose that we may want to build another prison at Parchment and then close some of the prisons that are costing us money and inefficient. But we're not sure we do. It depends on the money and the budget and so forth. But it's just a thought that I threw out there, and I wanted the Justice Department to see that we had it on our mind so they wouldn't think we didn't. So they'd think, well, look, we open-minded to moving forward maybe with a new one, not so large, like 1500 and uh, so it's it's just pro- progress that way. We've actually proposed the possibility of maybe doing a solar farm at Parchment. Hmm. And so because the land's flat, it's much land there, and we're not using all of it. But it's a thought. It's something we're looking at. Okay. The governor's looking at that in the DFA. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, But the facilities themselves, uh, Commissioner, wasn't that – uh, one of the factors in, in the DOJ's investigation concerns about the, just the overall conditions there? It was, but we fixed them. We repaired them. And so now you go in, you're going to see new showers. New, everything they had a problem with, we feel like we repaired and okay. we fixed it. And we used inmate labor doing it, stopped contracting. And this is teaching inmate skills and trade repairing their own house. And so that's a good thing. And so we've we worked with, with Bradley Lum and, and uh, yep. Mike Core, and we yep. worked that out really well. We have a good board there. We're working together. And we're going to be hot. We're going to be hot to try it on reentry. We're going to probably lead the whole country in people with skills and jobs. That's awesome. And that's our goal. We want Mississippi to move to the top. Yeah. Agree. And our HVA systems, too, right? We just had a major upgrade there? Yes, we didn't have any air conditioning. That's right. Nothing in Parchment, so, right? Yeah, we figured out how to just put the air conditioner outside and run the big the big uh, vent up to the top and just dump the cold air inside, and now some of the inmates are wanting blankets in July. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Is that right? That's amazing. That's true. It's amazing how it worked. It cost $650,000, but now they can't say Parchment. It's all air conditioned, but 29, basically, and 17. And so 29 is the one where the death row is and the chaos was before, but it's all repaired, and the air conditioning will be there this spring. Okay. So uh, it's Got coming. plans for that? Okay. Same at CMCF, same for the women. And so we're moving it all along. We just got to move on because our officers in there, and we got to have them cool enough yeah. so they want to work in there. Not, not that we're being soft on the inmates. It's being what we should be doing. Yeah. So in your visits to facilities in other states, after now all these improvements have been made, do you feel like we're on par with them? Oh, better. Yeah. We're we're they have better facilities in many cases and new facilities. Yeah. But they're not outperforming us at all. I tell you what, we're doing we're we're doing a lot better than they are with gangs. Okay. And so they're looking at us about how we're getting rid of gangs. And they're looking at a place like Walnut Grove that's helping us and a pro board that won't parole them. And so that's really good. So, so this that's an issue that's plaguing the entire country, right, from a corrections perspective, is these, these gangs that are active inside the walls. It is, and we didn't have that problem in Louisiana, and they still don't. But the point is, we're real hard on them, and you don't want to be in one because you're going to catch the blues. I got you. And that's what we're doing here. I like that. I like the way you describe that, sir. <laughs> catch the blues. we got to use that again. Commissioner, always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Okay, thank you so much. Commissioner Burrow Kane, he runs the Mississippi Department of Corrections. Appreciate him coming on. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We got half an hour left in middays. Stay with us.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 92. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 72. For Thursday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. And for finally Friday, a 70% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 84. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports. Brought to you in part by All Britain's Jewelers, Diamonds, Watches, Specialty Gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from experience. Believe me, you need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A former Texas inmate who made headlines back in 2021 when his death penalty conviction was thrown out by a court has been arrested right here in Mississippi. Caleb Sailors has more. 39-year-old Clinton Lee Young was originally convicted 21 years ago for two murders, which he said he did not commit. Then this past September, a court threw out the conviction based on a misconduct of a prosecutor who had been working the case. Fast forward to this week and yet another grand jury has indicted Clinton Lee Young for capital murder in the same case. It's unknown why Young was in Vicksburg at the time of his arrest. He is currently being held at the Warren County Jail as he awaits expedition back to Texas. Thanks, Caleb. And former Minnesota Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer has joined the staff at Jackson State as an offensive analyst. To read the story in its entirety, log on to supertalk.fm. 
Jake Mangum here. I got a lot of love from Mississippi in my time with MSU. Fans, friends, family, and teammates gave me more support than I could have hoped for. Farm Bureau Insurance was one of my supporters then, and they continue to take care of me day to day as my insurance provider. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's the Augusta you can play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. Accurate information, in-depth analysis, and clear insight all in one place. The Gallo Radio Show with Paul Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. back everyone what a great video that is you seen the video the music video oh yeah it's pretty good isn't it? i actually had to do a uh, report as it were on this song in high school okay in coach pew's history class <laughs> where we had to go line by line and write a paragraph of the event he was referencing that's actually a very good exercise. It was a great way to cover modern history. No doubt about it. Wow. Because there are some things referenced in the song that haven't really trickled down to the, the pop culture lexicon of history. I think that's right. Whereas there are others that you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about there. Whereas yeah. some you're going, all right, what is this? Yeah. Including a reference to my alma mater in there, right? Of course, James Meredith integrating Ole Miss. Communist block. Joe DiMaggio. Jolton Joe. Okay, that's pretty cool stuff. I really appreciate, uh, as always, Commissioner Kane coming in. Uh, he's just a no nonsense guy. I think that's why he's effective. It's just no nonsense. I mean, he comes in here and it's just no spin, nothing that's ambiguous. He's just to the point, just talks the truth. I think that's why he does well. And he doesn't put up with any crap. And you shouldn't in that environment. So I'm, um, I'm grateful that uh, he came to Mississippi to uh, oversee uh, the Department of Corrections. It's, uh, 
it's that's a tough deal, honestly. It's just it's it's very difficult. And he does a great job in my view. So I appreciate him coming on. Um so so often we've talked about the the spinning we see in the political realm and, and it, I, I just have to say here it's I see it more out of the left and what I mean in, in uh, more specifically is uh, use of terminology in words and which has become kind of common in the in the spin process wordsmithing yeah and it and it's deceptive. It's, it, it sort of veils reality. It doesn't sort of, it does. Never aligns with reality. But the White House press secretary, of course, whether it's Jen Psaki for President Biden and now Corrine Jean-Pierre, maybe the most incompetent, unqualified ever, honestly. And I don't say that because of anything other than observing her performing that duty. But, of course, in that role, you're going to be a frequent guest on the various news programs, in particular on Sunday, when you get these sit-down kind of interviews. That's our Sunday mornings on networks have, have certainly evolved into that. Been Actually been that way for quite some time. But she was on the, the networks this past weekend, and she took some, some uh, I thought, very direct and well-conceived questions, and take a listen. It's, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but the Congressional Budget Act Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all uh, next year. I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction no. Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to... So I appreciate that. Out? I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this, this the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from... Remember how we're doing this, too. It's <laughs> it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are, pairing, are paying their fair share, making sure that, it's, that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And so when you do that, when you put it in its totality, you will see that it will it will bring down, lower the deficit, which will help fight inflation. But why is it that if things are getting better, so many Americans are unhappy with President Biden's handling of it? So, you know, we'll say this, you know, we have said this before. It's like, we get it. We understand what the American people are feeling at this time. This is a number one priority. Inflation has been a number one priority for this president. Lowering costs has been a number one priority for this president. There are three independent studies, though, that show it's actually going to have a minimal effect on inflation and that many parts of the bill obviously don't even take effect until next year some years later than that so what specifically will this bill do to lower costs for americans right now oh i this this first this is all, jennifer granholm secretary um, of energy will be able to lower the fuel costs in their home there's a 30 percent tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy-efficient windows, heat pumps, energy-efficient appliances. <laughs> that is right away. And on top of that, of course, if uh, citizens want to install solar panels on their roofs so that they can generate their own power, that's another 30% tax credit. Um, and, of course, there's the tax credits that are at the dealership for the automotive sector, for electric vehicles. So, And if you install an electric vehicle, 
vehicle charging station in your home, you can also get a tax credit when you're. <laughs> Rush yourself down to the store and buy you some solar panels, baby. <laughs> so, um, while I appreciate that, <laughs> and so Ron, of course, is watching the video. Uh, does she look convinced that she first has a clue what she's saying <laughs> and two believes what she's saying? Just watching no. her body English, her her facial expression and so forth. And I'm no expert on reading body English and stuff. It just I don't know. Just looks like it. But notice she never answered the question. Well, it's the top line. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, well, oh, we're taxing the billionaires. We're making them pay their fair share. Well, how does that help me? That question never got answered. I love the way <laughs> the um, the journalist there used the term Orwellian. <laughs> He's right. But, oh, well, you don't get it. We're making the billionaires pay their fair share. And what she's, of course, referring to uh, are the 87,000 IRS agents that uh, they're trying to convince us are going after the 700 billionaires in the country, and that's going to collect all this money. And they're just completely just wrong in being untruthful about that. We don't need 87,000 to go after 700, and there ain't enough money to get there. It's just truly unbelievable. We're, well, it's the top line. You don't get it. <laughs> the thing that could hurt, I do think, could hurt politically the Democrats as we approach the midterms. They're making it sound literally like, oh, this bill sign, next time you go to the grocery store or the gas station, you're going to see the price just way down. I mean, they, they are sort of projecting that idea. And if that doesn't happen, I think folks are going to say, hey, what the heck? Where's, where's my deflation? I, I don't know. I think they're getting out over their skis here. And that could play in it. But I think naturally, without that, because there's nothing in there that is deflationary and not a single respected economic think tank has conducted any analysis that uh, supports that idea, I, I think we're just going to see it because we're going to drive less because it costs more. <laughs> and that's good, which is what's happening right now. And because oil, despite their best efforts to try to persuade us otherwise, is a global commodity. And, and the price of oil at the barrel level is determined by global demand and supply. In China, a major consumer of fossil fuels is experiencing a sluggish economy. And so now is Europe and the UK. And so that is what will cause, and is, is presently causing, the price of gas. So there's something I'll say about yeah, this. You can go to Google Trends and look up uh, how many people are searching for firewood in, say, Germany. And it's the highest it's been since Google's been around. Interesting. You can go all the way back to 2004. It's interesting you bring that up just recently, as in the last few days. The nation of Spain bans 
setting your thermostat during the, the heat uh, time of the year here below 80 degrees. They have banned it. And yeah, in public settings. Right, in public settings. That is correct. They're pushing and, to do it in private homes, but they don't have the uh, political power to do so not just yet. yet. It's offices, transportation hubs, shops, bars, and restaurants. Oh, come on to eat at the restaurant. It's 90 in here. That'll make it a real pleasurable experience eating your meal there. So these are kind of trickling out across the rest of the EU as more of a voluntary agreement amongst the member nations of the EU. But Spain setting this, the, uh, the stage here for that and uh, kind of setting a trend. I don't know if there are any penalties for that. I don't know how they enforce it or, like, energy police. I want to say I saw it's a six-figure fine. We're coming right back. Stay with us. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. How can R.J. Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, R.J. Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. 
for personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. They help you get your life back. Here in C Spire country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk, Mississippi. everyone super talk mississippi middays from the element well studios we thank you so much for joining us on the ceasefire text line kenny and wayne county more and more a conservative is someone opposed to any spending unless it's in their district unless they benefit from it yeah i mean case of point is the state of mississippi we received 1.8 billion dollars directly directly to the state level of our government covid um, relief, American rescue plans, and of course, individual cities and, and counties got direct money uh, transfer of funds as well, and they're all busy putting that to use, and you don't hear people complain about that. But that's how we got $30 trillion in debt. So should we have rejected that money? And that now we got coming up, I discussed it yesterday, This, these energy credits, these, these green, clean energy credits are are going to be administered at the state level, should we decline to participate? Would that be the conservative thing to do? Because that money, too, is uh, increasing our deficit, increasing uh, our debt. Of course, the Democrats are saying, no, it doesn't increase the deficit. It lowers it because we're taxing the billionaires and the corporations. And again, there's zero accountability for that. And the revenue never comes in, ever as they project it, because it's a 10-year uh, basis upon which they do that. So Darren and Jackson says, who do we owe all the money to in the national debt? I, I know, Darren, it's, it's a little weird, but it's ourselves. So it's the Treasury owns the Fed, owes it to the Fed. The Fed owns the debt, meaning it's an asset to them. It's owed by the taxpayers. The Fed essentially loaned the money which was printed by the Treasury to the Treasury. That's just how Byzantine it is. You follow me there? The Treasury prints it on behalf of the Fed. The Fed then loans it to the Treasury, who showers the nation out of helicopters with it. That's crazy. That's how it works. We owe it to ourselves. And 
a good bit of that, the, the largest individual entity is Social Security. We owe Social Security $2.6 trillion. We always owe Social Security. And every single day, Social Security redeems some of that debt while it collects interest on it because it loans its excess surplus revenue. Um, it, uh, it loans that to the Treasury. Treasury pays it back. Taxpayers pay it back every single day. They're, they are the biggest. They're the biggest creditor. So that's why it'll never be paid back. You're paying back yourself. That's what happens when you print money out of thin air. So it's not we owe all this money to China and all the other countries. Again, China a trillion out of 30 trillion. 3%. Tiny bit of it. It, it is crazy. Eric in Philadelphia says Bill Clinton tree free trade agreement killed Mississippi jobs. Yeah, I mean, we were talking a minute ago, I think the idea, what was it Thomas said, who's more conservative, Donald Trump or Bill Clinton? And, uh, yeah, so I hear you, Eric. Uh, Jeff in Forest County says, you have to admit, Liz Cheney is more conservative than Donald Trump. She just was never a cult of personality. She is always She was always sober and never embraced the lunacy. Again, I think that just depends, Jeff, on how you define conservative. And, and if there's one thing that I feel very confident about is that there's no consensus on that anymore. There are very varying degrees. There may be some sort of legacy principles and philosophies, but good grief has that just been distorted and hijacked and, and manipulated through the years. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, Let's see, there was something else. If Trump was president again, does that mean Jared Kushner would have to return the $2 billion investment dollars he got from Saudi Arabia to manage? (laughs) Rand Paul would be my first choice for president on the ceasefire text line. He has no chance of campaigning and winning, but he would make a great president. I think that he would be a libertarian favorite, he and his dad, of course kind of what they're known for. By the way, there was a question while Commissioner Kane was on, can you ask if the chip and chicken operations will ever get going again? He said no. He just said he, he didn't think that really made economic sense, basically. Uh, whose arm and hand is that in the video shot? Very distracting. What are we talking about? Oh, you talking about in our broadcast? I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Sparkman's still the commissioner. Who's that? Commissioner of what? That's from Bo and Indy Dole. Not following you. Zeppelin Blues Band with Amplifiers. <laughs> well, kind of everything, all rock and roll music's kind of rooted in that, is it not? If you if you think if you hear from the original rock and roll artists, don't they all kind of connect themselves to some of the blues artists in there? I mean, I know the Beatles did, right? Talked about that extensively. Well, we have uh, we've had a, a good day. Wow, a lot of information today, a lot of discussions, and we appreciate you so much uh, for joining us. We're going to be in Gulfport tomorrow, headed down there later on this afternoon. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.